And now we're joined with Lee Strembeck, who's director, actress, theater educator, and, uh, well, good friend of uh, Sanctuary for Independent Media. Hi, Lee. How are you? Hi there. Good. How are you? Really nice to see you. Gosh, you were at Russell Sage for um, how long? Ten years. Ah, wonderful. You must have had some wonderful experiences there with uh, some of your students. I did. And uh, one of the things I liked the most about the theater we created there was when we did devised theater pieces, which are written by the students. And one of them was um, Mirror, Mirror, which was all of the students talking about uh, body image, the pressure women feel in this country to be perfect. Um, eating disorder issues, body dysmorphia, um, and all of the, everything was written by the students. And then we did after that, we did one called I'm not a feminist, but uh, because that's a phrase I heard a lot from the students, I'm not a feminist, but, and so I wanted to investigate that with the students to see what they thought feminism means uh, and whether or not they identified as feminists. And then, of course, understanding what the, the real definition of feminine fe- feminism is, which is uh, equity. <laughs> it's just equity. Well, theater has changed a lot in the capital region, especially over the last five or six years. We don't get too many social implications in our theater productions unless unless I've missed something. What have you, what have you seen lately that you think is uh, remarkable? Well, I I went down to the city recent uh, in December and saw a bunch of things. And one of the plays that I saw down there was Top Dog Underdog by Suzanne Laurie Parks. And uh, the Black Theater Troupe of Upstate New York is doing that play uh, coming up in March 2nd through the 12th. Oh, brilliant. Yeah. So we have a play on on Broadway and that and that production on Broadway. That's that's the second time I've seen Top Dog Underdog. directed by Kenny Leon, who is one of the best uh, directors working in America, I think. Um, but now we're going to have our own production up here. Well, Jean Rame is uh, really great as a director, so it'll be yeah. nice to see his... That'll be a Capital Rep, won't it? Yeah, it'll be in the Capital Rep space. In and, March. You know, ha- have you seen a production of it? I uh, haven't, no. So it's about two brothers. One is named Lincoln and one is named Booth. Oh, that's right. Yes. Now I know it. I haven't seen it, but I know of it. And and the and the brother Lincoln works as a white faced Lincoln impersonator <laughs> in you know um what's it called? In a uh you know, like an arcade kind of situation. And then his brother a carnival Booth, thing. Yeah, and his brother Booth is a three card Monty guy who's on hard times and it all takes place in this room between the two of them. It's I mean, I love her writing. Um, and, uh, I'm going to go see the one up here. Uh, it, 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 the depth of her writing and the way she can write metaphorically about these really, um, serious issues that plague our country is, is extraordinary. So that's, who's, that's something I'm, I've seen and I'm excited about the next production coming up of it. Who's the writer? Suzanne Laurie Parks. Okay. Okay. Real good. Thanks. And that's yeah, in yeah. March. Oh, that we've got to catch. Yeah. That'll be a good one. Um, and then uh, the Cap- Capital Rep has a new play coming up called um, "Oh, Seek- The Secret Hour, which is which is a world premiere um, about secrets and a married couple. It's not a play, I know, because it's a world premiere. Yay. Uh, yeah, so that's very... Oh, that's exciting. nice. We're doing it here. Yeah, yeah. And then I'm going to see one at Coho's, a meta musical. And Coho's musical, uh, 
has just a whole schedule of stuff happening. But otherwise, uh, as I looked around, theater gets a little quiet up here this time of year. Um, there's, there's a lot of good music. Of course, we have Troy Savings Bank Music Hall. I mean, you know, there's, there's so many good things there. Hudson Hall um, in Hudson has a jazz fest coming up in, I think it's a weekend in February. They have some really remarkable names coming. Um, but but the theater gets a little quiet in the middle of the winter. And I think it's partly because who knows how can you, you know, the, the weather prevents travel sometimes. So. Yeah, I was going to ask, I thought I somebody recently told me that also restaurants are quieter at the beginning of the year because people spent so much money in yes. December. Uh, yeah. But it also seems like indoor warm event. Why wouldn't the wintertime be a great time for indoor events? So that's interesting. Yeah. And the other thing is, I mean, I think it, 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 during the holidays, people spend a lot of time together. They spend a lot of money. And then I think everybody kinds to goes to ground a little bit. But I was thinking be, before meeting with you guys today about, you know, that that basic that fundamental question, why go to live theater at all? And 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 for me, one of the things I love is when I'm seeing a show and something happens on stage and then you check you find yourself checking around to see if everybody saw what you just saw. Gets it. Yeah, did they get it? Or were yeah. you laughing? And sometimes it's so amazing you have to look and see is, is someone else laughing with you. And it's something about breathing yeah. at the same time as a whole community, which is really great. During COVID, it's a little bit <laughs> it's a little bit different. But it is that idea of, you know, you you sort of having your humanity reinforced by the fact that we're all together witnessing the same thing in the same moment as it's happening. And it wasn't edited and it wasn't made before, you know. Um, although I love going to films uh, live, you know, in a real theater as well. Um, so yeah, yeah, that's that's one yeah, of my I think even the, in those arguments for going to theater when I talk to you. <laughs> well, one of the victims of of COVID had been theater for a while, and I think now I think we're doing okay. Um, I don't know if we have to worry so much now. Um, I mean, people do mask up when they feel comfortable masking up, or when they feel vulnerable. So I think the complication is is that for the show for for places like the rep that have equity union actors, the union is requiring certain things of of the actors and of the the crew and therefore of the audience to protect their union members. Fair enough. And one of the things that is still happening that people may not be aware of is COVID is still running through casts and and shutting down shows. One person gets it. You know, productions of A Christmas Carol haven't been able to complete their whole run. And the good news is for the people who are vaccinated, you know, people aren't dying of it. It's but it but it is still a very serious illness. Uh, and that's all an argument for voluntarily wearing masks when you're sitting in an audience just to protect yourself, uh, protect the actors on stage. Um, and I've sort of gotten used to it. At first, I felt very uncomfortable, like, you know, just I just uncomfortable. It just felt hot and sweaty. And, and now I'm just so used to pulling it on and off when I'm when I'm in a crowded place. And I think there's a pretty good argument this winter for continuing to mask up at the theater. Yeah, well, I've been doing it. And it's, it's funny, because all of a sudden, I realize I'm driving the car, and I'm alone in the car, and my mask <laughs> is still on, right? That's what happens. Yeah. Well, it's wonderful to have you come back and we'll see you next month. I hope you'll come by and, and give us another rundown on what's what really can can happen. 
Um, I know there's some other theaters, smaller theater groups that are working around. Do you have any news on any of those? What's happening with them? Like, uh, well, I know in the summer we're going to have Will Kemp, payer, Will Kemp players yes. do yes. do some nice Shakespeare in the park. Yes, and hopefully we'll have uh, park uh, free Shakespeare in the park in Saratoga as well as in Pittsfield. So there'll oh, be a right. lot of places this summer. Uh, the Will Kemp players in the Saratoga and Pittsfield, where you'll be able to see free Shakespeare, um, which uh, it, I think is fantastic. It's so much fun with yeah. a picnic and and good yeah. friends and, and kids lots. running around, you know, and dogs and and it's you know it's, it's a great way to see theater where you don't feel like you're at, you know you have to behave. You can just <laughs> you catch some of the show, you miss some of the show. It's fine. It's all good. <laughs> Yeah, it's great. Well, thanks so much for, for stopping in, and we'll see you, uh, if not before, certainly next month. Definitely. Thanks, my my thanks pleasure. So nice much. to see you. Have a good Take night. Take care. Thanks again.